0: Welcome to today's episode of Recliner Reviews. Today, we are talking about...
1: Life moves pretty fast. You're crazy! If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it.
0: Ferris Bueller's day off is um, pretty much to this day with a generation that didn't grow up in the 80s or even maybe even the 90s. I don't know. I don't talk to kids born in the 2000s. But... It seems like it still resonates with a lot of people, even though playing hooky, I feel like it's gotten harder to do in the last 30 years.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, but it's still, you know, like all of the uh, ideas in the movie kind of maintain to what people want to do. Like they yeah, want to cut class, they want to go like That's why people adventure. like it. It's
0: like the ideal of it. Cause, did you ever skip school?
1: Uh, once or twice, now. once or twice. How old were you? Uh, in high school. Like, in end, end high school, because that's when you could have a car on campus, yeah. and so, like... Did your parents know? Like, no.
0: How did you, like, elaborate,
1: like, make that scheme happen?
0: Did, uh, you, did you call it mean, sick
1: or anything? No, you just, like, you walk out, you get in the car, and you go. They don't follow... They don't... They no. don't
0: See, so it was much different when I was in high school. <laughs> you had, to, we had lanyards, you had, to, you had to scan in and out of the school...
1: It was a ton of security involved. Oh yeah, I mean, we had like a security desk up at the front of the school where like, when you came in late, like you had a doctor's appointment or whatever, yeah. you would have to go and like check in and be like, oh, I'm here. And they'd be like, okay, great, you're here. And like, they don't care. So like when you're, when you're a junior or senior, um, like you could have a car. And if you had a car on campus, um, like you, got, you were lucky enough to win the lottery, like they had a lottery to get a parking permit. Too, yeah. uh, and you got one on campus. Like, for all, like, if you walked out the door, as long as nobody was like, hey, you can't walk out the door, like, that would be the only way they would catch you. Like, you could literally (laughs) just walk out the door and...
0: It's a way different era back in the 60s when you went to school. It was (laughs) way different for me. But, uh, so you didn't have to go through these elaborate pranks of having a a, a dummy in the bed and having your friend do a a voice of impersonation to the the principal and stuff. But, uh, like you said, it's, like, the ideal of it, of, like, people, this is all we want to do, and the, the, the scam... Uh, involved in it is so much fun, it's taking your, your friend's dad's car, um, calling your girlfriend out of school and all that stuff. Um, but when he really boils down to it, it's still a fun movie. It's seen a gazillion times. It's a blast. It's also probably in the top five Chicago movies, which you want to get your opinion on for sure. Uh, Ferris is kind of a shitty friend and the par- his parents are kind of dumb.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got a lot to, there's, there's a whole line of thinking, like, I want to get through the movie first, but I got, I got something on that for you. Him being a shitty friend? I'm, on Ferris being a shitty okay. friend, yeah, yeah. So, Go ahead. Uh, but first, let's, let's just talk about some of the, like, kind of, like, interesting notes or facts about this is, like, you mentioned Chicago movie. It's a Chicago movie, but it's only a Chicago movie insofar as it's a bunch of suburban kids' going to the city
0: but that's that's the Chicago experience that's uh well definitely for Lollapalooza right yeah, it's, it's
1: like you get on the metro and you go down with your
0: even if you're not a a teen from Naperville that went down to the, the city on the Metra, you're somebody in the city that knows about the Naperville kids and you don't like them so everybody knows that yeah, everybody knows for the suburban sure, for teen sure. kid. Yeah. yeah
1: um you know and I would say probably like in my top five like yeah Ferris Bueller probably lands in the top five um Although, again, like, because of the setting. Like, I I have to differentiate, right? If you're talking about Chicago movies, it's got to be set in the city of Chicago. It can't be, like, it can't be from the suburbs, which is why, like, Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club doesn't make it because Breakfast Club is in the suburbs. It's not in the city of Chicago. Um, And, you know, like, Home Alone technically could make it because it's set in the city of Chicago, even though it's filmed not in the city of Chicago. Right, But this is
0: mostly in the city.
1: This is, yeah, this is with the exception of uh, like the high school, which is Glenbrook North. Yeah. Um, It's in the city of Chicago.
0: This speaks to uh, a marginalized group of white upper middle class suburban kids that for fun used to take the metro to the city. And this movie speaks to me. It does. Yeah. Just don't discount that
1: group of people. (laughs) I won't. I promise. I won't discount that group of people. But I do want to say, like, you know, right before we started filming this, we both quoted nine times, yeah. right? Nine times. This movie is so quotable. There are so many quotes. Nine times. That in my daily life, I'm dropping these quotes, you know? Um, I wrote down, just write, like, Ferris Bueller, you're my hero. Yeah. Uh, uh, it is so choice. Uh, and then I love the line... It's such a throwaway line too, uh, but when Rooney is at the pizza place and he's talking to it's the pizza the guy score, yeah. and he goes, oh, uh, it's, it's the Cubs who playing, who's winning? He goes, nothing, nothing. He goes, who's winning?
0: The Bears. The Bears. My dad and I quote that all the time. And then anytime somebody says, I'm like texting with somebody and the, and the, the number nine pops up, I always send the, the Rooney Jeff nine times.
1: Nine times. Which oh, Is nine times that alarming? I didn't miss a lot of school. Uh... I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess the question is, is like every school had different or I'm sure now it's like really different, but like they have different rules where it's like, I mean, even thinking about like in college, right? Like if you, if your professor took attendance and you like, I had some professors that were laid it out in their syllabus. It was like, if you miss two classes, fine, you're okay. But if you miss like five classes, you drop a letter grade. If you drop, miss 10 classes, you drop two letter grades or something like that. There's
0: usually seven absences per class and boy- that I use those? Well, what the I'm with
1: you. But nine times <laughs> nine,
0: nine, doesn't seem that that alarming for uh, missing school. But nonetheless, Rooney, uh, that actually only um, almost makes him like more of a villain. And we're going to talk about this when we talk about all these like, high school and college movies, how they make the principal or the dean the villain. And Rooney's such a good one, because especially with the mustache and the, the hair and everything, he just kind of looks buffoonish while also kind of seeing evil. And his paranoia about Ferris, the fact that it's not too extreme, but it is justified, makes him like the perfect, the perfect villain for this. He's such a good, all the characters are actually really well, I good.
1: mean, he, he was so good at being uh, an asshole and a creep because he is an asshole and a creep because right. he is a sex offender. Yeah. And he, I mean, I mean, he looks the part too. Yeah, so I mean, it, it all, it all works out, right? And he's
0: almost basically accused of being a sex offender by Ferris's sister in the movie. Yes, so. for
1: sure. I am very cute, I am very alone, and I'm very protective of my body. I do not want it violated or
0: killed, all right?
1: So Alrighty. good, good job casting Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> you knew before anybody even knew. So right. just a couple of other little like tidbits before we dive into the movie is, um, so the Ferrari isn't a real Ferrari. Like it was too expensive to rent a Ferrari. So they had somebody build this Ferrari. That's hilarious. And so it's like a, like a, probably like a Pinto engine, like on a Ferrari body or something like that. Um, They threw in a lot of like Easter eggs, which is a real cool thing, like at this time in particular, where they, you know, they, they touch on other movies that, that like either the actors are in or the director is a part of. Um, And so uh, like there's uh, on the license plates, there's one that's VCTN, which is for vacation. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's one for TBC for the breakfast club. One M M O M for Mr. Mom, and uh, four F B D O Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Wow! So little, like little things to look at. Um, but uh, you know, like Hughes is—I guess he's big on this, like with Easter the eggs. with the Easter eggs and like the the license plates and things like that. And uh, even on the Ferrari, the Ferraris one is nervous because we, like that's a trait of. Cameron and his family is that they're nervous like that's just yeah um, but uh, yeah you know I don't know let's just let's just get into the rest of it because I'm sure a lot of these other things will like pop in um, yeah other than uh, the only other thing I want to say is that um, before uh, they settled on the real Ferris Bueller let me give you some names of some people that they thought they were going to cast as Ferris Bueller Rob Lowe I can see that actually John Cusack I'm not a John Cusack fan at all. Uh, now keep in mind this one, this is early 80s, or you know, or excuse me, this is in the 80s, not early yeah. 80s, 86. Uh, Jim Carrey.
0: I'm sure his career trajectory would be totally different. I, I don't know if he'd end up being like, in all these slapstick, well maybe he, might, maybe he still would be, but like well, he, he might in
1: that, He was in that movie Once Bitten, I think is what it was called. It was an 80s movie called Once Bitten, where it's, he gets bitten by a vampire, and he becomes a vampire. Never saw it. Well. Oh. it's not a very good movie. It doesn't but sound like it. Yeah, uh, Johnny Depp, Tom Cruise. I don't ever want to see it again. Uh,
0: well, he. Okay, that that kind of goes along with uh, what's it called? Risky business. Risky business. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, I can see that
1: too. Robert Downey Jr.
0: All these guys are like short, br- brown-haired fellows. Uh-huh. Like, this is like I've noticed a theme here. And All the one,
1: the one that probably would have been. The closest to all of this, Michael J. Fox. Okay. I could see that. Like, I could see I could Michael actually J. Fox. see
0: all of them, but I'm, th- I'm thinking about their career trajectory. Like, if Ma- any of those guys would have still had, like, they all had big careers. But I wonder what if Matthew Broderick doesn't get this role. I don't know what he was, like, in 1986.
1: I think, uh, he had, I, I, he I don't remember. There was roles. Blues he was yeah. in.
0: He had a few big ones, but this is his biggest one. Oh, Whereas yeah, like, for sure. Tom Cruise, Jim Carrey... Uh, like a few other guys you mentioned had a bigger movie than Ferris Bueller. This, that
1: reminds me, like going through the, the names reminds me of, you remember the Saturday Night Live sketch where they did the, the um, this is like the 2000s, early 2000s, I think, where they did the screen tests for Star Wars and yeah. they had like yeah, all yeah. of the, like Richard Dreyfuss and all of the other, um, I would love to see like what a Ferris Bueller would look like with Rob Lowe. You know, like what would it right. look like with Jim Carrey? Like how how different of a movie would that be?
0: I think it might be the same movie. I just wonder like what happens to those people. And now I'm going through this butterfly effect in my mind because Matthew Broderick. I talk about this for a second. He's been in a crap ton of other stuff, and some stuff successful, some stuff not successful, but. He is most identifiable with this role still, even though he's much older now and has been in a million other things and I think has produced and directed and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. He's still identifiable by, by that. Tom Cruise, you can point to like six movies. So he would, you put him in Top Gun, yeah. uh, Risky Business. Like you, there's so many different movies you can say like that's a Tom Cruise movie. But Matthew Broderick, like, this is his one gigantic role that everyone identifies him with. Yeah, even when you sure. see him now with gray hair and, and his little glasses and stuff, I still think of Ferris Bueller.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you.
0: Yeah. So back to the thing about Ferris being a shitty friend. I think his parents are kinda of stupid. Um, that's something that's kind of I've I've said like this movie still resonates with a lot of people, but I've talked to a few people that have said like the one thing that's kinda of cringy in the movie is that Ferris is kind of an ass like subtly an asshole. And the more and it's still funny, it doesn't ruin the movie for me at all, but when you really think about it, like I saw this a million times as a kid, that's never crossed my mind, but now watching it as an adult, Ferris is Kind of a jackass. And I've gone through high school. If I had a friend like Ferris, and I'm like sick at home and stuff, and he's drag me out of bed and making me steal my dad's car to go spend the day downtown. First of all, driving in the city. Driving my, my dad's nice car in the city. Uh, that guy's a jerk. I don't want to be friends with him.
1: Well, so this is, this is what I was alluding to when I said there's a theory about Ferris, right? So, And Ferris being a shitty friend. Um, the theory is this movie is actually just a fever dream. Of of Cameron's? I've heard this, actually, yeah. It it is (laughs) Cameron's fever dream, and Ferris does not exist. Ferris is a figment of his own imagination, and it's a way (laughs) that Cameron is coping with uh, with his shitty relationship with his father, and he invents Ferris in his head in this fever dream while he's sick, because of the whole thing with him being sick, uh, as a way to confront his father. That actually,
0: I mean, that makes it almost a better movie. I think that's hilarious.
1: You know, like, you, you, you have a scene where, at the end, it's Cameron and the dad. And it's like, how could you do this? How could you do this? But it was Ferris. And there's, like, nobody there, right? Like, it's just...
0: <laughs> it's, it's, like just like a, like, it's like a fight club kind of thing, almost. Yeah. yeah. Um, this reminds me of the Hey Arnold theory. I don't know if you've heard this. I don't think so. Where, and, and the premise in Hey Arnold is that Arnold's parents are dead. And this is the real thing that Arnold's parents are no longer with us, so he's raised by his grandma and grandpa in the cartoon. But there's a theory that he doesn't have parents, or he, he does have parents, they are the grandma and grandpa, and they had Arnold so old in life that he came out with this deformed head, the football-shaped head. And to cope with having a football-shaped head, Arnold sees everybody else as having deformed heads too, like Gerald has the long head, and, and um, what's his name? Arnold has the, the weird, or not Arnold, whatever the guy's name, blanking on it. But Helga, everybody has a weird-shaped head. Um, and that's his way of coping with having a football-shaped head because he was deformed because his parents fucked so late at night. <laughs> same thing.
1: I, I like that. that. I mean, look, I love these uh, alternate theories, these alternate universes. Um, like even, uh, you know, going towards what's going on with Cameron, uh, there's an alternate ending to this movie, and the alternate real? ending, yeah, there's the alternate ending is that Cameron's dad kills him, <laughs> like straight up murders him. <laughs> Where they filmed this? No, they didn't film it, okay, but, like, it was, like... Said for real. No, but, it, like, they wrote it. Oh, okay. And, they, like, they didn't film it, but, like, they had this, like... The alternate ending is Cameron gets murdered by his father for wrecking the Ferrari, and that's, like... That's, that's pretty it.
0: funny. If it was, like, a dark... Like, the last scene is, is uh, Ferris and, and Sloan at Cameron's funeral, that would have been hilarious.
1: But, but... But Ferris doesn't exist, so it would be oh, like. Oh,
0: yeah, that's true.
1: So I don't know. I, I would watch that. I would watch the hell out of that movie. That's still that movie. that's still
0: funny to me, unless it's like a depressing thing like Click or something. But that's that's. Uh...
1: How this movie breaks the fourth wall.
0: Yeah. Um, Which is something that usually annoys me, but it doesn't really. Yeah. Is.
1: Yeah. It's kind of a you know a, a a way that you can relate then with Ferris and yeah. the idea of cutting school is this he's he's actually talking to you yeah. so. Otherwise, he'd be even more of a dick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also want to note, at the beginning of the movie, right, Ferris is faking sick, right? And then the parents go away, and then what's the first thing he does? He turns on the TV. Yeah. What's on the TV? MTV. Oh, yeah. That is 100% not the case. I don't know anybody that when they were sick and had a sick day that they didn't turn on The Price is Right. They bought it.
0: I was just gonna say that. Like There's always, the Price MTV. Is right.
1: Like, okay, yeah, I get it. A tip, and probably MTV probably paid money and was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. put put MTV." But like, I'm watching The Price Is Right, hundred percent. Bob Barker.
0: Yeah. Was that, when you were when sick I, as a kid, when I was sick as a kid, when I was sick as a kid, I, I watched The Price Is Right.
1: I mean, I think I feel like that was a right. Do your kids,
0: when they're sick, watch The Price Is Right? Is this uh, like I like don't a, think
1: my kids have seen The Price Is Right yet. You got to so. turn them on to it, even though
0: yeah. it's uh, the Drew Carey version.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're they're still a little too young, I think, to appreciate The Price Is Right. <laughs> You wonder, it's the city of Chicago, and it's a Chicago movie, and you see Cameron wearing a Detroit Red Wings jersey. I've, I was always wondering that, yeah. So, but it um, makes it more iconic, I think. It, 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 I mean, I think that the, the Chicago Blackhawks, the, the, the Blackhawk logo is one of the most iconic logos. It is, but I think, um, I
0: think him wearing the Red Wings jersey stands out because it's like... It,
1: for some reason it does, but yeah. the reason why is because John Hughes actually grew up in Michigan. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and so. What's his infatuation with Chicago, then? Just- I don't know. I mean, he, he grew up in Michigan. I think he was born here okay. uh, in Chicago, and so, like, there's a tie to Chicago, but he grew up in Michigan, and so, like, you grow up someplace, you become tied to those sports teams. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, another movie that we're going to be doing is Blues Brothers. And, uh, you know, in Blues Brothers, when they're getting the band back together, and they go to the restaurant, right? The fancy French restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's in this movie too. Same movie, yeah. same one. Sausage King of Chicago. Shake You're Abe Froman. That's right, I'm Abe Froman, the Sausage King of Chicago. Yeah, that's me.
0: Pretty, I mean- That's actually one of the funniest scenes in the movie too, I'd argue. The Abe Froman,
1: Sausage King of Chicago. The, 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 the phone part? The phone part, yeah, yeah. the phone part is pretty good. I mean, it's an iconic, yeah. iconic thing. Um, you know, uh, in the in the parade scene, they have the, uh, they have Twist and Shout, you know, during this, uh, I, I don't know which parade it's supposed to be because I don't really remember any parades being in that area of like downtown, you know, like this is actually like no, in I, straight I've, downtown. I've thought
0: about that too, cause you and I both used to work in that, in that area and I can't picture a parade going down like LaSalle or whatever street that goes down.
1: They got Twist and Shout and McCartney signed off to have it be Twist and Shout. But he hated that version of "Twist and Shout." Oh uh, because I he I said, said hated the movie. He, because he said there's too much brass. Up, 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 because they have the band. Like the marching band playing <laughs> "Twist and Shout," but I think that makes it stand. I actually, I enjoy it. Yeah, he I think hated that makes it. it. Fun. He hated it. That's, that's his maybe he's a stick in the mud. Maybe it's just like they caught him on the wrong day or something. But yeah. he hated it. Oh, I think it's way better actually. I think you know, like one of the other things that we talk about a lot is is these iconic movies and whether or not they do them as they do sequels mm-hmm. and how. Thankfully for many of them, there are no sequels. Unfortunately, one of my favorites, Coming to America, had a sequel. Caddyshack 2, Hangover 2, Hangover Part 3. Yep. Yeah. Uh, And it's like, I feel like it ruins the brand. Yes. uh, Because I think very rarely will you find a second one. Major League 2, Major League 3, Back to the Minor. Yeah. That that is is as good as the first one. Yeah. Yeah. but they planned a second one with Ferris being in college. Right. Um, but thankfully they canceled. That would have been a horrible movie. It would, yes. it
0: would have been a retread of the first one. Just like if you've seen Hangover 2 or Hangover 3, it's the same plot as Hangover 1. Yep. Just rearranged differently. I,
1: I mean, that's, I feel like, what they do. I mean, again, like coming to America and coming to America. Yeah. Um, it's literally the same story.
0: Yeah. This is like a singular driven plot. You have to do a completely different thing with the same characters to yeah. pull it off. Maybe yeah. they should do it now since I just said like, Matthew Broderick. still... I still see Ferris Bueller even though he's like a six-year-old man. Maybe they should do it with him as an adult.
1: Maybe, maybe. I mean, so it would but be then so again, ridiculous
0: like, and it would be kind of funny.
1: Yeah. What, like he skips work or something yeah. like that?
0: Actually, it would suck. Never
1: mind. Don't yeah, listen don't, to me. Don't, definitely don't do that, Hollywood. Please don't do that. Like, yeah. Absolutely not. What's the um, final
0: verdict on the movie?
1: I don't know. You know, I, I just want to say life comes at you fast.
0: There's another quote.
1: Yeah, there's another quote. Uh, and it's probably, like, I have a feeling that in a commencement speeches in high school and college in the 80s and 90s after this came out, like, that was probably... Oh, I'm sure Like, was like in every, every valedictorian... Like, like for, for me, The
0: Hangover came out when I was in high school, and that movie was quoted all the time. In high school, I feel like if you were in high school from '86 to '90, this was like, gun to death.
1: Yeah, uh, but I don't know. I mean, like, I like this movie. I'll watch it. Uh, I love this movie uh, on a fairly regular basis. Um, again, it's very quotable. It's very enjoyable. It's like, I don't know, it's nostalgia for me. I mean, because I don't know, I grew up watching this movie. Right. So, right, right, right. Um, but but
0: then for but for me, like my my parents wanted me to watch it because they loved it, and like. I haven't talked to a kid from 2010, but I think um, I imagine this, this still resonates with anybody.
1: Yeah, I would have to imagine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thumbs up on this. Yeah. Uh, do you want to guess the score first? Or let me go first.
1: So I'm gonna guess IMDb-wise um, that this is going to just for nostalgia factor. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven six. I think they. I think it's seven six.
0: I'm gonna go a little bit lower. Seven
1: two.
0: Ooh, Ooh.
1: that was going to be my first guess. I was actually going to go 7-8, and then I went 7-6. That's, wow. Well, impressive still. I mean, again, it's one of those, like, classic movies. So, yeah. Ferris Bueller.